Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we use intersectional feminism, mindfulness, leadership, and strategy to support smart women to change the world without anxiety, insecurity, and burnout. On the show, we challenge the status quo and support you to unlearn harmful messages that keep you playing small so you can activate your superpowers and live with joy, confidence, and ease. I'm your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, hello, well women. Welcome back to the show. I am coming to you um, this week with just a short show about shopping local and the importance of supporting makers, creative makers of things that we can buy for our gift giving season that's coming up. And uh, the importance of supporting local makers in your own community. And I'll share some ideas from New Mexico as well. And just really encouraging folks to shop local, seek out the creative makers in your local community and support them. You know, you're hearing a lot in the news lately about supply chain shortages, and that's not as much of an issue for buying local and for local makers because they source their their supplies and their goods uh, locally and in, in ways that are accessible. So it does require a little bit of planning and and commitment and intention. And I am issuing a challenge to all well women in the community to to really look at your gift giving this year and and to support as much as possible uh, local makers and, and shopping local. And with that, I'll be sharing a short, quick conversation with Tess Coates of Luna and Luce, which is a local shop in Old Town, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I also wanted to share with you some information about Native Women Lead, and they support Native entrepreneurs, Native women entrepreneurs to grow and thrive in their businesses. And they have, and I'll include all these links at our show notes. There are some really great local artists and makers on their website, including Michelle Loden from Acoma Pueblo, who creates the Balance Notebook. It's a notebook that was designed in collaboration with Eighth Generations Inspired Natives Project. And it's influenced by Acoma pottery, which traditionally reflects patterns and designs found in nature and represents the balance we all strive for. And so these are notebooks that you can purchase and the links will all be at our at our show notes. And I'll give you that link in just a second. We have another artist that they have on their website at Native Women Lead that is uh, Rufina Abeta. And she is from the Pueblos of Isleta and Laguna, the owner and founder of Blue Corn Creations, which has been around since 2017. And she makes hand beaded earrings among, among other things. And so uh, definitely check her out. There's lots of other artists and, and links there. And I'm super excited to talk to Tess Coates from Luna and Luce. She She's an entrepreneur and a business owner and has been uh, very active in the shop local community here in New Mexico. And before we go to her uh, interview, and it's just a short conversation, um, I wanted to make sure that I give you the link to our show notes. So you can find all of this information at wellwomanlife.com slash 269 show. And with that, I'm going to go over to our 
a quick conversation with Tess Coates and make sure you make a plan this year for shopping local, supporting, supporting startup entrepreneurs, and perhaps avoiding some of the bigger stores that ship things really quickly to you and all of that. Maybe get ahead of that <laughs> with your gift giving. That is what I'm planning to do. And I invite you to join me. Here's my conversation with Tess Coates. I'm speaking with Tess Coates, owner of Luna and Luz. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Giovanna. Yeah, so I wanted to have you on, Tess, because you just started this new retail concept and you're a big proponent of Shop Local. And I thought that was a really great way to start our conversation here as we move into the fall and the holiday season. I'd love to know what is the story behind Luna and Liz? Yeah, thank you. So I have been in retail for most of my working life. You know, I've built concepts for other people throughout um, our community. And this time I wanted to take it on independently and have my own shop. So I've opened a store called Luna and Luz, which is actually after my daughter's middle names. So my new concept shop just takes us back to the basics, you know, back to earth, water, sticks and stones, things that are, you know, just made of beauty and has stood the test of time. We're located in the heart of Old Town, right upstairs at Plaza Don Luis. It's right here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Sorry, I know we're talking to a wider audience. Before you go on, I just want to ask you about the back to earth, water, sticks and stones. What do you mean by that? I mean, I know that that is back to basics, but how does that show up in your store? That is a great question. And so, you know, with that kind of commitment around, you know, building the brand and not only that, but also the way in which I developed and built the displays and fixtures in the shop. So when one visits the store or if they're viewing us online or on Instagram, you will see a number of pieces that we've made out of Adobe, truly just dirt and water um, mixed to make something that just kind of surprises and delights your senses. It's more than just shelves on a wall. And that's really just more about the look and feel of the store. But in, t- in terms of the type of product mix that I have that relates back to those sticks and stones and the test of time, you'll find a lot of really beautiful, small batch, um, well-curated selection of items made by local makers here in New Mexico, the high desert region, and of course, other small batch makers all across uh, the country that kind of have this high desert aesthetic. So not just the styling, but also what it's made of. So we see things, I find things from makers that are, you know, foraging for plant materials that they put into their body products, taking fallen trees on their property and whittling them down into wooden spoons. And then of course, more simply, you'll have, I have quite a few ceramics, um, things like that. So everything's more botanical based and has more of a natural look and feel to it. Oh, I love it. Okay. And I know that in the lead up now to the holiday season and people are thinking about shopping, there is a supply shortage of a lot of products and items in general. How is this impacting you? Can you speak to that as far as a small business and a, and a local business? That is such a good question. I, you know, I think that this is kind of its own moment in time that we can sit and reflect and say, like, okay, obviously our consumerism has turned into this kind of monster that we almost can't 
can't keep up with. You know, the satisfaction of getting something in two days has become, we've developed this as a culture that that is to be expected across the board, right? And so I think back to our, you know, generations before us and things were slower and things were made to last, right? This kind of goes without saying, but, you know, having the the shop that I do, um, everything is slower and a little more personalized. So though we see this this kind of supply shortage happening when we're sourcing local and, you know, returning back to things that are foraged here in, in the state of New Mexico or within this kind of Southwestern region, um, we, we don't see that we're relying on supply chains. Um, so we really have been able to kind of show up for folks to be like, wait, this, this could be an option rather than, you know, that fast paced um, ordering and kind of freak out mode that everybody's in right now. It's kind of returning back to our roots of hoarding folks that are making things by hand. Yes, absolutely. And it's an interesting time for you to start a business and open a store, an actual Mm -hmm. physical location, both in the sense that it's during a pandemic. And also the other kind of context that I wanted to bring to this is something you alluded to, which was, you know, you have this local shop and then there's also a big Amazon warehouse that's just moved in and and built store a warehouse in the community. And that happened at the same time. And so it's like, you have to double down as a local business now is there an, a concerted effort to do this and a network that mm. that other local businesses are organizing? Yeah, that's an interesting question. So Plaza Don Luis in Old Town, Albuquerque, where my store is located, the big draw for me was this incredible flourishing and growing community that has developed and established just within the last couple of months. And what's different about the current retailers than the previous retailers is kind of twofold. So one, it was the space, the plaza was never very um, fully occupied. It was more at like the 40, 50% capacity. And all of those vendors were quite literally imported goods. Mm. Not necessarily that that's a bad thing, right? But we know that that wasn't really honoring kind of sense of place and who we are in our state and kind of providing this platform for local makers. So there's a number of um, vendors alongside me that. I share walls with in Plaza Don Luis that were extremely committed to kind of providing those like nicer quality pieces that are still within a like obtainable uh, price point, right? And a lot of us, well, not a lot of us, but all of us are committed very much to quite honestly finding those items that cannot be purchased on Amazon. And there's something about to, you know, collaboratively as a plaza, but also as a city where we do realize that, you know, things are when they're a slower, smaller, kind of a small batch type of process that we get to share that story rather than just kind of cranking stuff out. Like there's something more special and more personal. Um, So I think that that is the effort, right? It's more about sharing the story, um, providing education with not only our tourists, but mostly our locals, um, really pulling them in and giving them the opportunity to kind of show up and support the local community. Kind of like the low-hanging fruit here in Albuquerque, we don't have a whole lot of local 
retail comes to like, just say shopping. Um, so when you do, you kind of have to be intentional, right? So showing up in the, in those product offerings that will last a long time that aren't something, it's not something you have to repeatedly uh, replace. Yes. And I, I do think that we're at a point with the pandemic where people actually really are craving connection and in-person experiences. And so it's, Mm -hmm. It may be perfect timing for you with this. And Tess, can you share a little bit about like, how do people find you? Can they order online? They certainly can go into your store and they can find out more at your website, which we'll link to in the show notes, but you're welcome to give it out as well. But can you share a few examples of your items that can entice people? And I love that you really do source local and have local makers. Um, And these are just some great items that you have in the store. Do you want to talk about that? Yes, absolutely. So you're right. I personally really love being a shop girl, but I also realized that not everybody can come visit and I can give them that full experience. So people can find me on the Instagram page, which is shop Luna and lose. And then of course the website www.lunainlose.com. I literally just pulled a www moment there. I don't even think anybody talks like that, but I still do. <laughs> but yes, that's um, I, you know, and it's also like a conceited effort for me to go ahead and just get um, everything on um, line as soon as possible, specifically for Shop Small Saturday, which is coming up. Black Friday is is a big one, but Shop Small Saturday has quickly grown in in popularity. So before then, I will have all of my shop available online. But I have handpicked a couple of my favorite pieces out of the collection of goods that are at the shop that I think are really highly giftable that are kind of something that will surprise and delight someone. And again, it's, you know, really focused on those things that you can't find just anywhere that are a higher quality, but still uh, something that you can get a couple things, you know, a little gift basket, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want, can I just run through some of those with you? Would you like yeah. to give some ideas? Yeah, Perfect. that'd be great. Yeah. So I've quickly become kind of an incense or more like a home fragrance destination Ooh. where I have a number of really awesome candles and incense and things like that. Currently, my favorite are these cedarwood, palo santo, and pinon incense which offer this like warm and woody aroma. So perfect for the season. And those are um, actually little like lengths in which you can select um, how much or how little you want to burn at a time. Um, Those are currently made by Inca USA and they're a completely nonprofit organization who returns all of the um, profits to the small batch artisans who make these out of Central Asia. So that would be the, I wanted to start with that because that would be the only imported item we have, but it's imported with a, with a good heart behind it. So this is kind of a good like example of like, Hey, yeah, there is going to be a little bit of some of that handpicked stuff that comes from a better source. Yeah. 
beyond that, you know, I think that's like a really good, like a man or a woman or, you know, really just anyone who really likes to kind of create that vibe in their space. Um, and then the next, my favorite uh, skincare product line right now is based out of Taos, New Mexico, uh, Zia Botanicals. They create the most beautiful toner and serum, which is made out of antioxidant rich ingredients, primarily calendula which is grown beyond their farm in, in Taos. Um, so I personally put every product to the test before I decide to bring it in. So I kind of am like my own little <laughs> consulting committee in terms of, yeah. is this going to pass the test? Is this going to be something that I believe in? And when I have started using it and I've continued to, um, this, this product line has really helped aid in brightening and repairing. And again, all centered around botanical-based products. So no harmful toxins or synthetics whatsoever. Ooh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Great. So Zia Botanical Skincare. Yes, love them. Um, and then kind of in the same vein, No Palera Cactus Soap. That's handmade and wild harvested ingredients, including cactus with different oils and moisturizers goes into this soap. But what's most amazing about this company is this incredible Latina woman started this business in the thick of the pandemic. Um, and she's quickly grown to be a very celebrated um, Latina in uh, the industry. So it's really fun to kind of like see her products because they are inspired by the beauty and richness of Mexico. And the branding is gorgeous. It's really, really would be a fun little stocking stuffer. Great gift ideas. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. Um, and and then I also love, which I'm almost quickly selling out of and need to order more of. I have a favorite artist that I've been able to track down some fireplace matches that his art um, is on the box. So I would consider, you know, maybe someone who would be into kind of like unique, kind of Western style, like a modern take on that oh, nice. um, type of art. Yeah. So it's something you can grace your tabletop or your, excuse me, your coffee table with, or just kind of adding to, you know, your cute fireplace mantle situation for the holidays. Okay. Um, so Saint No would be like the perfect little fireplace matches uh, if you had to choose some. <laughs> nice. Okay. And then do you carry jewelry too? I do. Yeah. There's one of my, one of my favorite jewelers that's in um, the shop is uh, by Found Artifacts Jewelry. And that is a company based out of Las Cruces. They're mm. handmade in small batch beaded jewelry, which is designed really kind of, again, kind of on that, like the aesthetic of high desert, but a new take on it. Um, and I have a large collection um, of that that particular company's goods in the shop, but you'll find also with it um, a lot of older found indigenous uh, vintage jewelry as well. That is also really exciting because they're just pieces that are hard to come by now. Mm -hmm. uh, but my absolute favorite mention is most definitely the found artifacts jewelry because they're just so unique and special and really great price points too. Great. Okay. And then I know you do chocolate and maybe some other kinds of food items. Do you want to talk about that? Yes, yes, yes. So um, I do have small batch chocolates, which again are like handcrafted with premium chocolates and 
beyond that, I also have brought in just a very small collection of my favorite edible type foods, <laughs> edible type foods, but edibles from, from New Mexico. So the best, of course, we have Heidi's Jams. Oh, we also yeah. have three sister kitchens, granolas. I'm starting to um, pull in Silverleaf Farm uh, honeys and little things like that, that just kind of help celebrate the season with a, fla- you know, just the local flavor. Okay. That's great. And people can f- look at all of these products and find more of your, you have loads more products. We only, yeah, you only mentioned a few there and you can go to the website. And again, we'll link to that on the website. Tess, I wanted to just ask you one last question before we wrap up here for people interested in like the back end, like how how the process works with sourcing these things from like the people in Taos or the people in Las Cruces, how do they get paid? Like, do you buy it first from them Mm. and then pay them? And then you get paid when people buy it from you? Like what's the process there? That's a good question. So there are a couple of ways in which I've structured my kind of purchasing arrangements from these local vendors. Some of them are just bought outright in small batch quantities, because again, you know, if they're independent, they aren't able to crank out a whole lot, which I find honestly really special and kind of exclusive in a way where, you know, folks, you have to kind of wait if they're sold out and it kind of creates this, you know, desire and sort of a buzz. And then other times, if we want to test the waters, say like a large showcasing of someone's goods, we will take on a consignment arrangement. So, you know, with that, we collaborate, um, vendor to retailer on a good selling price point. And then when items sell, we get a good gauge from it each month with payouts, with me paying out on what's sold. And the the goal is always to kind of move into a wholesale arrangement so that it's just a nice kind of, you know, buy outright process. But the beauty of consigning is it really does open up the ability to showcase a lot more of a vendor's products at one time, rather than being, you know, constrained by budget to just saying, yeah. So it's really fun. Then the customers tell us what they're loving just simply by how they spend their money. And then we can, you know, uh, negotiate a retail kind of uh, process from there, a retail arrangement from there. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's really good to know. And it's just, it's also just so important to lift up these stories of these vendors who are literally mm-hmm. able to feed their families because, because yes. we're, we're buying your products. So yes, um, yep, it, it, that's correct. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's so important. It's not just, Oh, another business conversation about buy local. It's like, no, this really impacts families and people in our communities. It does. Do you want to, is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up? No, I just really want to push it. Like whether you shop at Luna and Luce this year, or, you know, a handful of your favorite local kind of retail venues, like please really do consider if you can find it local first before you pull the trigger or start to worry about, you know, being able to source it on Amazon or the targets of the world, there really is something special in like that feeling you get from purchasing from a small business. They, there truly is a happy dance and a livelihood behind it. So we really appreciate you the consideration. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Okay, great. I've been speaking with Tess Coates from Luna and Luce. Thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. It's been my absolute honor to chat with you about all of this. Thank you for the platform to do so. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your well woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our community. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week. So be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts and search for the well woman show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.